everybody it's wednesday let's go you are tuned in to wednesdays are for women and i'm your host pastor k chanel Burrows, and i'm so happy that you're here with me i'm there with you i'm so excited now um what i normally do when i first start off my show is i start sharing the link so let me get the word out there real quick to all the people Give me one second. I share it to all my pages. Okay, that's one. Here's two. Now I got to share it to my people, my supporters, my mom. Okay. Awesome. All right. Did it. Oh, hallelujah. Okie dokie. Now, let me just make sure that it went through because there's nothing worse than when you think that you did it right and you find out that you did it wrong. Okay, I'm on. Everything is looking clear. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, everybody. Once again, my name is Pastor Chanel Burrows, and uh, you are tuned in to Wednesdays Are For Women. It is always so awesome to be here with you um, and for you to also be here with me. So great to always be able to come on here every single Wednesday. If this is your first time tuning into this broadcast, I am on here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Somebody said, what's Atlantic Standard Time? Well, I am located in the beautiful island of Bermuda, and so that's the time zone that we are on, but if you are on Eastern, if you're on the Eastern Time Zone, then you are one hour behind us, and then, of course, you have Central Standard Time, and that's two hours behind us, and so uh, it's two o'clock here in Bermuda, but it might be one o'clock there, or it might be 12 o'clock there, whatever time it is. I'm so happy that you have joined me on this amazing Wednesday afternoon. And I see we got some people that are hopping in. I see my mother-in-law is tuned in. She says, hi, Pastor Chanel. Hi, Mama. So good to see you, Reverend Paulette Burroughs. Always awesome to see you pop up. And then I see my Aunt Linda is tuned in as well. Hi, Aunt Linda. So good to see you guys. And I'm so thankful for the nations around the world that are tuning in right now, that are listening in. It is my prayer that you would be encouraged on today because that's what we do around here. We encourage and we empower women. Now, I want to make it very clear that if you're a man and you're on here listening and you say, Pastor Chanel, I need some encouragement today, you are more than welcome to remain but you got to do me a favor. You got to hit that share button. Get the word out there. Share this broadcast. If you are watching through Facebook, uh, share this broadcast. Uh, in a little bit, it'll be available for download on uh, different digital platforms. And so definitely download it. Share it on your timeline. Let me tell you something. Social media is such a powerful tool because we have the opportunity to literally preach the gospel to thousands of people all around the world. 
Now, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, but I went to school in Columbus, Ohio, and it's so awesome to be connected to people that are still in Columbus, Ohio. It's awesome to be connected to people that are in the U.S., that are in the Bahamas, that are in the different islands, the different parts of the Caribbean. And so we can get this message out there and encourage, inspire, and empower as many people as we possibly can. And so, like I said, if you feel comfortable, go ahead, hit that share button. All you got to do is is uh, hit the word share and it'll ask you uh, where you want it to share, where you want to share it to. It'll ask you um, uh, what is it that you want to say. You can just say something as simple as tune in now. Let's get the word out. And so I see that my Aunt Linda says, hi, Pastor. Hi. And then my mother-in-law, she says shared. Oh, what a blessing. And so I've shared this broadcast as well. And of course, I would not be able to start this broadcast without giving a huge shout out to my husband. He's always right here with me, supporting supporting me in everything that I do. So I want to give a huge shout out to Pastor Eldridge Burroughs. Love you so much. And then of course, we always want to give honor to the CEO of Fishbowl Fishbowl Radio Network, Miss Sammy G. Uh, We're so thankful for you, so thankful for your vision. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And so we just want to give a shout out to you as well. And so we definitely want to get these numbers up just a little bit more. And so, of course, if you haven't shared, go right ahead and do so. Um, I believe that what this is probably my fourth week on here I want to say maybe fourth or maybe third week on here I'm not really sure kind of losing track of time but um, I I, I always like to start off just kind of introducing myself like I said a moment ago I am located in the beautiful island of Bermuda but I know that when you listen to me you can hear a bit of a country accent and that's because I am I am born and raised I'm born and raised uh, from Huntsville, Alabama. And so that's why you hear the country accent that's coming through. Let me tell you something. I might live in an island, but I will never lose my country accent. That thing has opened up doors for me. Girl, I'm telling you, girl. We girls that have a country accent, I've seen people stop what they're doing just so that they can hear us talk. So I will never, I will never let that go. I'm sorry. I, and I've been living in Bermuda for about 16 years now. And so while there are some things that I've, I've started to kind of take on some phrases that they use, because I think that it's so cool how they speak down here and some of the terms that they use, I'll take those on, but I'm not going to lose my country accent. <laughs> Can't let go of that. And so while I've been running my mouth, I see that Aunt Linda has shared. Thank you so much, Aunt Linda. And I see Miss Mika Augustus is tuned in. Hey, Meeks. And so it is so awesome to see each and every single one of you on today. It is always a blessing. Guess what, guys? This coming Saturday, you'll never guess what it is. It's my birthday. Oh, let me tell you, when I hit the age of 40, something happened in my entire body. 
Is there any other woman that can testify to that? Like my, I've, I've, I have always had, I won't say that I had a 2020 vision, but let's just put it like this. I never needed to really have glasses. Like if I had them, it was just for fashion, but it wasn't because like I really needed them. Right. As soon as I hit 40, which was two years ago, soon as I hit 40, y'all, I can't even see the phone with my phone when it's in front of me. I have to pull it so far back and then I'm still squinting. And then let's not let's not even talk about the knees. And I work out. I go to the gym. But when I'm in the gym, I have to wear a band around my around my knees because when I'm doing squats and stuff, that stuff can start hurting. What in the world? I don't know what takes place. I don't know what takes place in the, in the, in, a, in in a female's body when she hits forty. But I'm so thankful uh, that uh, I'm still here on the earth. I'm definitely not complaining. But life life begins, or should I say, aches begin. <laughs> when you hit the age of 40. And so I'm so thankful going to be celebrating my birthday coming up this Saturday. God is so faithful. And so while, uh, Hey Meeks, I see you girl. And so while I'm just going on and on, let's just go ahead and get started with today's broadcast. Uh, God has truly given me a word for somebody on this afternoon. And so we're going to be coming from, uh, the, the book of numbers chapter 13. I'm not going to read the scripture, but we're, that's where our base script is going to be, uh, I want to say about two, two days ago, uh, one morning in prayer, God had given me prayer points. He had given me specific prayer points, uh, in the form of scripture that he wanted me to pray for him. And I want to put this out there. Whenever you are believing God for something, it is imperative that you attach the word of God with it. Why is that so imperative? Because you have to understand that angels move, angels move on his word. They respond to his word. And so if ever you are looking for angelic help to come alongside of you, release the word of God and they will obey his word and they will move for you because of the word that you're speaking out of your mouth. Not only that, but the Bible says that God holds his word higher than he holds his name. And so it is always imperative that you have scriptures that you attach your faith to, because when you do this, first of all, it builds your faith because when you see that what you're believing God for is not something that he's never done before, it's, it's, a matter of fact, when you see that it is something that he is that he is uh that he has done before and that he is well aware of your prayer requests it is not something that is it is not something that is foreign to God he there is nothing new under the sun you are not the only person that has ever believed for what you're believing him for and so when you find scripture on what you're believing God for it builds your faith it builds your faith and it causes you to go after it uh, even, even more. It causes you to be even more adamant, to be even more persistent. Because how many of you know that when you are believing God for something, it takes persistence. 
How do we know this? Well, you remember when Daniel was praying for his people, the Bible says that he was praying for 21 days and had not seen an answer. Even though he felt weak, even though he felt tired, he was still pursuing after that thing, after that answer. And the Bible says that an angel showed up on his behalf and let him know that from day one that you prayed this prayer, God heard you and he has sent me to give you your answer. And there goes that word again, angel. I just believe that there are some people on here. You might be believing God for a certain situation in your life. And you've been believing God and pressing in for this answer for quite some time. Well, let me let you know that God heard your prayer from the beginning. And there are angels that are working on your behalf right now that are fighting for you. The Bible says that this particular angel that showed up, he did not just show up to give him an answer, but he let him know that he had been fighting. He had been fighting for him in order to see to it that his answer came down here on earth. Oh yeah, that's how this thing works. You have to understand that prayer Prayer is our tool that we use in order in order to, to cause God's will to be activated down here on earth. And the enemy knows that and he hates that. And he will fight you tooth and nail to see to it that that stops. That's the reason why he wants to bring discouragement. That's the reason why he wants to cause you to become so weary to the point where you don't feel like praying anymore. That's the reason why the attacks come because he knows that our prayers are is is our most powerful tool. You know, worship is powerful. Praise is powerful. But prayer, that is our lifeline. And if we as believers do not have a lifeline, then how can we live? If we do not have a lifeline to heaven, then how can we possibly hear from heaven? How can we hear what God is saying to us concerning our lives, concerning the earth, concerning things that God is ready to do in the earth? How can we be how can we be 10 steps ahead of the enemy if we are not praying? And so I want to encourage those of you that are in a battle right now when you're wondering, God, how in the world am I going to get up out of this? I encourage you to spend time in prayer because it is in prayer that God will give you strategy. It is in prayer that God will give you downloads on how to fight, on how to move forward, on how to press in, on how to lock in, on how to possess the land. And so that's what Numbers 13 is about. The Bible says, that they had been wandering around in the wilderness for years. And the Bible says that they finally came to a place where they were ready to move into the thing that they had been fighting to go to, to the thing that they had been fighting for all this time. Come on, let me just make an announcement to somebody this afternoon and let you know that it is time for you to fight or it is time for you to possess the thing that you have been 
been fighting for all these years. As a matter of fact, the thing that has been fighting, that has been fighting you, that's been trying to hold you back, that's been trying to hold you down, you are getting ready to see the reason why the battle has been so fierce. You're getting ready to see why the fire has been so hot. And it is for no other reason than because there is possession that you are getting ready to come into and it is called territory. Come on, for some of us, it might be physical land. For some of us, it might be inheritance. For some of us, it might be position. Come on, when Joseph had was thrown into the pit, I want you to understand that he was thrown into the pit because of what he was carrying on the inside of him. And a lot of times the enemy will throw you in situations expecting you to die in that situation, expecting you to give up on your dream, expecting you to come up out of that situation hopeless, come up out of that situation uh, pursuing after something else or die in that situation. And one of the things that, that, that we are discovering in 2023 is that what was meant for evil is now getting ready to work for our good. What was supposed to kill us, we have now survived it. But the problem is, the problem is for many of us, we've survived it, but we're very broken. We've survived it, but we're very traumatizing. Can you imagine the trauma that Joseph must have felt after his own siblings threw him in the pit and left him for dead. Now, remember, if you remember the story, remember that at first their intentions was to kill him. They were wanting to take him out, but it was his brother Reuben that actually spoke up on his behalf and said, no, we cannot kill our brother. And so they said, okay, we're going to throw him in a pit and we're just going to forget about him. Can you imagine how traumatizing that must have been for him? But the Bible says that he managed to get out. As a matter of fact, God orchestrated for him to get up out of it by sending uh, Ishmaelites to, to purchase him and try to make a slave out of him. Then the Bible says that he was given to Potiphar. And the Bible says that no matter where he went, the favor of God was on his life. What was happening? The thing that he was carrying on the inside of him, that thing, come on, what you are carrying on the inside of you, it will make room for you. What you are carrying on the inside of you, that thing, it will fight for you. That thing, it will, it will cause you to walk in uh, doors and opportunities that you never saw yourself walking in because what you have on the inside of you, it is precious. It is your oil. It is worth something big. And so with Joseph, the Bible says that he was sold into slavery and then he came into Potiphar's house. And then the Bible says that when he came into Potiphar's house, the favor of the Lord caused him to look after everything that Potiphar owned. The Bible says that he knew about everything that Potiphar owned in his house. He knew about everything that Potiphar known, uh, owned in his house and he knew about it more than anybody else. 
But of course, what ended up happening, the Bible says that Potiphar's wife, we know the story. She ended up lying on him. Uh, she ended up lying on him. And so at this moment, I'm sure as a human being, he must have said, oh my God, turmoil has found me again. But what's happening when the enemy sees that there is something valuable, when he sees that the oil that you are carrying on the inside of you is valuable, he will send attacks because that's what the anointing does the anointing it will attract attacks and so that's what Joseph was going that's what he was going through the anointing within him not only was it opening up doors not only was it releasing supernatural favor but it was also attracting attacks and so now in the next scene of his life he's now ending up in prison but the same oil that he was carrying on the inside of him caused him to still experience elevation when he was supposed to be locked up. Come on, that's how the favor of the Lord is. It will cause you to experience elevation when you're supposed to be being demoted. It will cause you to be promoted when you're supposed to be demoted. And so here Joseph is, he's experiencing all of these great opportunities, but he still locked up. Why? Because of the oil that he was carrying on the inside of him. The oil was being preserved. Come on, for some of you, you need to understand the reason why you were going through what you're going through. The reason why you've been through what you've been through is because of the oil that you carry on the inside of you. The oil, that oil is so precious that it will open doors for you. It will cause favor to explode in your life, but it will also attract attacks from the enemy. And of course, we know the story. Joseph, he ended up becoming promoted to governor. Come on. He had the highest ranking position other than Pharaoh. And the Bible says that what he was carrying all that time, the reason why it was so precious, the reason why the enemy wanted him dead is because Joseph was, Joseph was anointed to save a nation. And so the next time that you go through something that is, that is tough, the next time that you go through something, uh, that is painful think before you give up, before you throw in the towel, think of why you're going through it. You might not be able to see it all. You might not be able to understand it all, but there is a reason why it continues to, why the attacks continue to come. There is a reason why the turmoil always shows up. It's because you are carrying something that your nation needs. You are carrying something that your city needs. You are carrying something that your job needs, the position that you are in. The people that you are working for, you were hired in that place because you have the answer that's going to keep that company afloat. Come on, I might not be talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody on here. And so you have to understand that whenever you are getting ready to come into possession of something, the first thing that the Spirit of God is going to have you do is survey the area. The Bible says that Moses and Aaron, they sent out these individuals into Canaan so that they can scout the land. 
This is very imperative. This is very important. This is not something that can be skipped over because whenever you are getting ready to make a major purchase or whenever you are getting ready to take territory, you're going to need to be aware of what you are taking on. Because if you step into this thing ignorant, if you step into this thing blind, then you can mess around. You can mess around and sink all of your wealth or sink all of your sink your whole life into something that's a pit. Or you can end up sinking your whole life into something that we like to refer to as a money pit. Now, last night in Bible study, I started to tell my people about this particular movie. I still love this movie till still till today. As a matter of fact, if it was to come on television, I will watch it like it's the first time that I've ever seen it. Is anybody else like that? I can watch a movie over and over again like it's the first time that I have ever seen it because that's just how I am. And so this is a movie that was created in the 1980s and it has one of my favorite actors in it, Tom Hanks. Well, in the movie, him and his wife, they were looking for a house to buy. Uh, they were newlyweds. They were looking for a house to buy and they stumbled across this beautiful home on the outside. It looked like the perfect dream house. We Americans, we refer to something in America as the American dream. And that is the family that has the picket fences. That's the family that has the four bedroom home, the two car garage, you know, and so they're looking at this house and they're like, this has got to be our dream house we wanted. And so, of course, you know, they do what every person does whenever they are surveying territory. They go and they look at the house and they're looking at the room and they're looking at the fireplaces and they're looking at the hardwood floors. They're looking at all of this stuff. But the lady that was selling it to them, this woman had a bit of a silver tongue. In other words, this woman, she was known for scamming people and she knew the right words to say to pique the person's interest. She knew the right thing to say to rush people. Come on, I want to take a moment right here and let you know that whenever you are scouting territory, you do not have time to rush. How do we know this? Because the Bible says in Numbers 13 that they they were scouting this territory for 40 days. They, you just can't go up into a new territory as big as Canaan was for one day and just think and think to yourself, oh, we're going to we're going to move in. You don't know what type of enemies exist there. You don't know the weakness of the land. You don't know if, if the soil is good. Is the vegetation good? Is, is the water good? Is there a good water supply? Come on. For some of you right now, you got to be careful that you don't move in into a land or a territory that is in famine. Because if it is already in famine, if it is dealing with dryness, then why would you go there?
because you can only you can only produce based upon the environment that you were in and so back to the movie and so this woman she scams them they end up buying this house and sinking all of their wealth into what they thought was the dream home they end up finding out that the wood is no good they end up finding out that the beautiful staircase that they thought they had was no good it ends up falling apart on them they end up finding out that the piping in the house is no good they end up finding out that the fireplace in the bedroom they find out that that's no good and so they end up realizing that they cannot go anywhere else and so they have to stay in this house and rebuild this house when all they had to do was take their time and scout the land before they made any moves come on let me talk to somebody on today and release this word to you no sudden moves you cannot make any sudden moves down through here because sudden moves can cost you everything sudden moves can cost you relationships sudden moves can cost you it can cost you finances sudden moves can cost you everything and it is a dangerous thing when you are moving out of anxiousness as a matter of fact the bible says be anxious for nothing <clears throat> but in everything through prayer and supplication let your requests be made known and and the bible says and the peace of god that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus let me take this quick water break and now we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. And so, yeah, and so the peace of God that passes all understanding, it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means that if you don't feel a peace, don't do it. I don't care how good it sounds. I don't care how good it looks. If your soul is not at peace, then that is an indication that something is off. Even in marriage, ladies, you cannot make sudden and quick moves without letting your husband know what it is that you're doing. Oh, well, he don't control me. And, you know, um, I'm not I'm not some I'm not some piece of meat. And he just tells me what to do when I don't have no opinion. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that it is best. It is best to have to have the confirmation of someone to let you know, hey, I know you're on the right track. The plans that you have, they look good. Or this same person, they can tell you, you know what? I don't know about that. Maybe you should wait on that. Let me tell you something. Waiting is not a bad thing. There is nothing wrong with waiting on the Lord. As a matter of fact, it is a privilege and an honor to wait on the Lord because while you are waiting, he is working. And so you have to understand that when you don't have a peace, it is our internal red flag that we need to wait. We need to hold on. We need to sit back. Come on, do something else. Everything will be all right. But whatever you do down through here, do not be rushed. And let me tell you how the enemy works. If the enemy cannot stop you, he will rush you. 
If the enemy cannot stop you, if he can't cause you to give up and quit, then he will cause you to become anxious and he will cause you to make quick choices. And so this particular couple, that's what they did. They did not take their time to scout the land, to scout the property that they were coming into. And in the movie, they ended up going through such a hard time that it almost cost them their marriage. My God, I feel like I'm saving somebody's family today. Let me tell you something. If you make this decision, it's going to cost you your marriage. Come on. It might be a good idea. It might look good on the outside. It might look beautiful on the inside, but I need for you to check the pipes. Come on. When Moses sent the children of Israel into Canaan, he said, he said, I want you to bring back fruit. That's number one. Bring back some grapes. I want you to look at the milk and look at the honey because this is what God said that the land would be flowing with. He said, I want you to see if the land has is fortified. See who's occupying it. See if the people in there are strong or if they are weak. And this is what the Bible says that at the end of their 40 days, come on, I got to stay right there for somebody because you need to know, like I, and I said it before and I'll say it again, you cannot rush through this thing because the decision that you are getting ready to make this is going to be your launching pad into your next and so if you make a if you make the wrong decision down through here where God is saying this is critical if you make a wrong turn down through here it can cost you your season it can cost you a critical moment and you don't know when it's going to come back around again. That's one thing that people have to understand. If I dress like it's winter in summer, I and and I and I allow summer to end and then when winter comes, I can't just say, "Oh, okay, well now let me dress like it's summer because I because I because I missed cuz I missed uh now now let me dress like it's summer because I miss summer. No, that's not how things work. You can't just, you can't just tell the season what you're going to do. Instead, you have to cooperate with the season that you are in. And right now we are in a spring season, which means that this is not the season to wear a fur coat. This is not the season to have on earmuffs. Now, in some places it might still be because sometimes this weather don't know what it wants to do. But in, in particular regions, let's say in the region of Bermuda today, it's a bit warmer. And so this is not really the season for me to pull out my heavy jacket. Why? Because I can end up getting sick with me when I'm hot. Oh, it's a problem. My husband knows that when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm hot, I don't care what the temperature is outside. I'm hot. I'm turning on this AC. And so we have to cooperate with the season that we are in. But we cannot tell winter, you're going to be summer for me because I miss summer. We cannot tell spring, you're going to be winter for me because I missed winter. No, you have to cooperate with 
with where you are. And so with the children of Israel, they were told, bring back fruit. I need for you to make sure that the people that are occupying the land right now, are they strong or are they weak? And so when they came back, the Bible says that they came, they brought back the fruit. The Bible then says that they came back testifying that there is indeed milk and honey that is flowing in the land. But what scared them is the people that were dwelling in the land that, that scared them because they saw some giants. Uh, they saw, they saw different descendants of these giants that were stronger than they were. But here's the situation. When God has given something to you, it does not matter how strong the person is that is occupying what belongs to you now. It does not matter how big they are. It does not matter how big the person is that is occupying what God already says is yours. When God takes you to that place, when he is ready for you to invade it, guess what? You are going in. Come on. The Bible says in Joshua 6 that when they got ready to invade Jericho, the first thing that they approached was a wall. And I want us to understand something that this wall was not a wall that we have up. You know, this wall was not just some wall that we that we build nowadays that can be knocked down with a sledgehammer. No, this wall was as big as a four lane highway. As a matter of fact, history tells us and the Bible tells us that there was a woman by the name of Rahab that was living in the wall. That's just how big this wall was. And the Bible says that the wall was the first thing that the children of Israel came upon when they were getting ready to take on new territory. But the Bible does not say that they cowered in fear and they walked away. No, the Bible says that they got a hold of an instruction and the instruction was to march around it one time for six days, but on the seventh day, blow the trumpet and open up your mouth and shout. And the Bible says that when they did this, the wall fell down flat. Let me tell you something. When God has placed something in your hand, when God has declared that this thing belongs to you, it does not matter who's in it. It does not matter what type of fortification they have built to keep you out of it. If God says that it is yours, then guess what? You are going in it. If God says that it is yours, then guess what? You, it, uh, it shall be yours. Come on. Somebody needs to know that on this afternoon. I don't care what it is that you see that's living in what God says is yours. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how strong it looks. I don't care how smart, how uh, how wise it, it may seem. Let me tell you something. If God says that it's yours and it belongs to you. And so that's one thing that they didn't understand. They didn't realize that God had removed. He had 
removed the security from their enemy. In other words, when I send you back to, to Canaan to invade it, I'm going to give you the ability to fight. And when you fight, because I have removed their security, when you fight them, you are going to win. You are going to have the upper hand. But the Bible says that instead of them having having a, a mentality that says that this belongs to us, the Bible says that they became fearful. And they begin to talk themselves out of what God says belong to them. Come on, let me just encourage somebody on here this afternoon and let you know that that you cannot talk yourself out of what God says belongs to you. Not down through here. Don't talk because here's the thing. It can be intimidating. A wall. I come to the land that you tell me to invade. And the first thing that I see standing before me is a wall, a giant. The, 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 the Bible says that they saw giants and they felt like grasshoppers in their eyes. You telling me that you're telling me to go into this land. And the first thing that I meet up with is a giant. Do you know how scary that can be? But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on. You've got the conquering lion of Judah on the inside of you. Come on. David was nothing but a youth, but he was able to stand before Goliath, who was the Philistines champion. He was able to stand before Goliath and completely take him out. And I can say this now, sometimes I can't get to this part in church because I got children that's present. But not only was he able to kill Goliath or knock him down, but he was able to cut his head off. Come on. When God has removed the protection from the enemy, when God has given you a divine go, you better go. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how how uh, scary it comes off as when God has removed the protection of the enemy and told you that this is the moment. Pursue, take and recover all. You better go for it. Come on. Let me give you another scripture. I love to give scriptures to God's people. Come on. Do you remember when David found out that his land had been completely burned and his wife's his, his wife and his wives and his children had been kidnapped along with the rest of his men. The Bible says that he asked the Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? And God's response back to him was pursue, overtake and recover all. When God gives you the green light, you have to run with it. And I'm telling you that down through here, as you are getting ready to take possession, as you are getting ready to walk in increase, the first thing that you are going to meet up with is intimidation. The first thing that you are going to meet up with is a spirit of intimidation. This thing is going to want to knock you down. This thing is going to want to cause you to feel like you are too small to take on this greatness. Oh, you know that you can. You know that this thing is too big for you. Come on. If Joshua and the children of Israel can take on a wall, then so can I.
If David can take on a giant, and I want you to understand something, David, he did not just gather one smooth stone. The Bible says that he gathered up, he gathered up five stones. Why five? Because Goliath had brothers and his intention was to not only take out Goliath, but he intended to take out his brothers as well. Come on. If David can take out a giant, then so can I. Come on. I might be 14 years old. I might be smaller than you, but I know the covenant that I walk in. I know the promise that I walk in. I know the word that I walk in. And if God has given me scripture on it, then it does not matter what this thing looks like. It does not matter how small I am. I will invade the land. Come on. Somebody ought to declare that to themselves on today. I will invade the land. And so the first thing that you're going to meet up with is a spirit of intimidation. Hey, mama, I see you. You are going to meet up with pure intimidation. You're going to meet up with a spirit of fear. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. Fear can be tricky because it can really look like it's really happening when it is not. Come on, that's what the world is going through right now. The world is being forced to believe that certain things are going to happen. And what what takes what happens at that moment is if you hear about it, if you hear about it long enough and you don't shut it down. If your television is constantly on the news and you're constantly hearing about bad news, then whatever you let into your ear gates, that will begin to start programming your thinking. And so now you're not only thinking about fearful fearful uh, scenarios, but now you're talking about it. And in every conversation that you're having with people, you're always talking about something bad. You're never talking about anything good. You're always talking about what's happening in the world. Why? Because of what you have allowed to go into your ear gates, what you have allowed to go into your eye gates. You have to make sure, especially down through here, that you are constantly in the word of God. Come on. There came a time during the coronavirus outbreak where I had to turn the news off because I I'm up here dreaming and I'm dreaming about people coughing on me and I'm jumping up out of my sleep because all I can remember is the news saying that cover your mouth if you're coughing because the coronavirus, the way that it spreads is it spreads in little molecules. And when somebody coughs, all you got to do is breathe. And I'm up here jumping in my doggone sleep because of somebody in my dream that coughed on me. And so after a while, I said, you know what? I got to turn the TV off because this is not helping. Come on. For some of you, you need to turn the television off because this is not helping you, but it is hindering you. And so down through here, you cannot allow the enemy to intimidate you and make you fearful of something that is not happening. You cannot allow the enemy to make you fearful over something that God is not telling you is going to happen. What is God saying? 
Come on, this is why it is so imperative that we stay in our prayer closet. Because when we are in our prayer closet, then we can surely hear what God is saying. So that when we go out there and the world begins to speak louder, the world begins to speak louder than what we're used to, we will be quiet in our spirit because we'll remember his voice. We'll remember his promise. We'll remember his word word will remember that he's not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent hath God said it shall he not make it good we'll remember his promises are yes and amen we'll remember that God's word it will not return unto him void but it will accomplish that which he pleases and it will prosper in the thing whereto he sent it we'll remember that no weapon that is formed against us will be able to prosper and every tongue that rises up against us in judgment thou shalt condemn for this is the heritage of the saints and the righteousness is of me says the Lord when you have the word before you the enemy cannot shake you down he might try to but he will be unsuccessful because you will remember his voice you will remember what you've seen in your spirit. You will remember what you've heard in prayer. And we're not just going to the Lord when we need him, but we are going to the Lord every day because it is a part of our devotion. It is who we are. We have a relationship with him. And because we have a relationship with the Lord, when we go out there, we will not be, we will not be tossed and driven by every wind of doctrine. We will not be tossed and driven by everything that news media outlets throw our way. Come on. Can I tell you, I, I just want to end right here and let somebody know that down through here, this is your year to take possession. But when you are getting ready to take possession, as you are scouting the thing that you are getting ready to possess, you will find or you will see things before you that will try to shake you. But understand this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Understand that you have more power over what it is that is trying to scare you and that is trying to present itself before you. Come on, I hope and pray that you were encouraged on today. If you were, let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. Let me see some one, one, ones. Come on, I done encouraged myself on today. I'm telling you that the spirit of God is with you. <clears throat> the same spirit that was with Joseph, the same spirit that was with David, <clears throat> the same spirit that was with Caleb. I didn't even get through the message, but we'll pick back up here next week. Because I'm telling you that we are in a season of possessing the land. And the same spirit that was in Joshua, the same spirit that was in Caleb, it resides on the inside of you. You're going to make it. You're going to win. Oh, I love you guys so very much. I thank you for joining me on today's broadcast. And I always like to end with my famous saying, and you can say it with me right there in your home. Are you ready? Wednesdays are for women. Love you guys so very much. Possess it, girl. It's yours. Bye. Come on, I want to hear your 
worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. Oh, 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 oh,